today. And what He wants to give some of you is something you've been looking for all year and you haven't found it. And that's peace. If you've been going through tough times, you chose the right service to come to. You know, as I spoke to people this week in the, in the malls and different places, it's rare to find people who are truly at peace. I meet people who are busy, they're tired, they are stressed out, and they're burdened. And yet God sent Jesus at Christmas to bring us peace. Isaiah predicted it, first verse in your outline up on the screen. A child has been born for us, and God has given us a son, and he will be called, what? He will be called the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Isaiah announced that 700 years before Jesus even came to this earth. And then at the first Christmas, what did the angels say? We've just sung that. They sang here in Luke 4 on your screen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. So before Jesus went back to heaven, He said this. He says, I am giving you, here it is. I am giving you the gift of peace that only I can give. It's not like the peace that the world gives, which is fragile and fickle and doesn't last and fake. That's what the world offers. Use this, then you'll be at peace. He says, no, the peace that I give, only I can give you that. Think about all the peace treaties that don't last. It doesn't last, the peace that men give. And this Christmas, I want to quickly consider two things. The kinds of peace Jesus offers, listen for where this meets you. And secondly, how to literally experience His peace. And the fact is that some of you here today are frustrated, you're tired, and you're worried. And you're not here by accident because God knew He wanted to give you this gift of peace today. So that in 2016, as you head in there, you can be enjoying peace rather than stress, rather than worry, and rather than frustration. So what kind of peace does Jesus offer? Actually, there are about 790 verses that talk about the peace that God gives. And we're going to take each one of them one by one. No, don't worry. I'll help you. I'll summarise it all into three basic categories. Number one is God gives spiritual peace. Then He gives emotional peace. And then He gives relational peace. Spiritual, emotional and relational peace. Well, spiritual peace is eternal. Emotional peace is internal. And relational peace is external. So let's kick off that. First, peace with God. This is what God gives you. He wants to give you peace with God which is spiritual peace. And that is very important because it affects, as you'll see shortly, every other kind of peace. That is most important. It's the foundation. 2 Corinthians 5.18. God sent Christ at Christmas to make peace between Himself and us. See that word peace again. Why do I need this? Why do I need this peace? 
Obviously God thought it did. Well, any time I pretend to be God and I disobey God and I ignore what, I, what He says, that's like a revolt. It's an act of rebellion against God and thereby it disconnects me and my relationship with God. But God does not want us to be disconnected. That's why He sent Jesus, to reconnect us to God. Romans 5.1 says this, Since we were made right with God by faith in Christ, we have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for us. Circle, done for us. Peace with God doesn't come from what you do. Let me say it again. Peace with God doesn't come from what you do. It's from what Jesus Christ did. Romans 5.10 says this, Even though we were His enemies, God took the initiative and He made peace with us because His Son died for our sins. Now that we're at peace with God, we will be saved for eternity by His Son's life. Not following a philosophy or a bunch of rules or regulations or restrictions, but by we will be saved for eternity by His Son's life that He gave for you. See, many religions practice a peace offering to God. You must give a peace offering to appease God. But the Bible says you don't need to do that. God did that for us. And Hebrews 7 again underlines this. Jesus sacrificed for our sins once and for all when He offered Himself on that cross. So you don't have to offer any peace offering to God. You just accept what Jesus did. He gave Himself to pay for your sins and my sins. So that's the first kind of peace that He came to bring at Christmas. Peace with God. Second kind of peace. This is what's missing. Apart from the first one, if that's not right, often the second one is directly linked. And that is peace within me. That's emotional peace. When I have peace with God, then I get the peace of God. So peace with God allows me to have the peace of God in my heart. The Bible calls this literally the peace of God. Colossians 3.15 Let the peace of God rule in, internal, inside of me your heart. That's what it says. So God has peace for every one of your problems. And amongst the problems, whilst you're on earth, the Bible says you will have problems. But Jesus said, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Third kind of peace. So we got spiritual peace, we get emotional peace, and then thirdly, we've got relational peace. The kind of peace with others. The fact is, the further we get away from God, the more conflict we have with others. But how can we have unity when we're so different? How is that possible? Well, the Bible tells us here at Christmas, Christ brought us all together through the death on the cross. The cross gets us to embrace each other and end the hostility between different groups. So that comes from the cross. Galatians 3 says this too. In Christ's family, there is no division between Jew and Gentile, slave or free, or even male or female. In Christ, we're all equal and all the same. We're all in a common relationship with Jesus. So these three kinds of peace build together 
eternal peace with God leads to internal peace with yourself and external peace with others. So how, down to the practical aspects now, can you enjoy the peace of God? The Bible says you do three things. You may want to write these down. Three things. This could be a life-changing moment with about what I'm about to talk about. If you do these things, your stress will go down and your peace will increase. And you're going to be a new person if you actually follow what the Bible says about how to enjoy the peace of God. So the first thing, and this is a, an epiphany, the first thing I must have is I must experience a moment of clarity. A moment of clarity. A moment of clarity is a life-changing moment that transforms you forever because you see everything clearly for the first time. You see God as He really is, not as you've imagined Him to be or you were brought up to think of Him like. You see Jesus as He really is and understand why He came. And then thirdly, you see yourself, myself, as I really am. Here's what Paul says about that moment of clarity in Ephesians 1. He says, I pray that your heart will be flooded with light. Flooded with light. Why? So that you can see something of the future that God has called you to share. The opposite of a moment of clarity is denial. Now, when you have a moment of clarity, when I have one, I stop blaming others for my unhappiness. And I realise that I'm my own biggest problem. Not my boss, not my sister or my brother or my mother or my wife. It's the way I'm responding to the situation. And I've been in, I realise that I'm in conflict with God and finally I have a moment of clarity and realise that I am a sinner. Now the Bible has a word to all of us who are believers. It says, make sure that the light you think you have is not really darkness. What is Jesus saying here? He says, you and I have an amazing ability to fool ourselves. We lie to ourselves all the time. We tell ourselves things are better than they really are. Or they are and I've got everything under control or they are worse than they really are and we blow it up. Until you have a moment of clarity, you don't understand what it feels like to have real peace. And when you've lived so long without peace, you start to think that all the stress and all the anxiety and the fatigue and the tension and the stress, you think that's a normal way to live. No, it's not. The root cause of all your stress is thinking that you know better than God and I don't need His help. The Bible says it this way in Isaiah 48 verse 18 on the screen. God speaking, He says, If only you had paid attention to my commands, what happens? Your peace would have flowed like a river. You're missing peace? Are you paying attention to his commands? He said you'd have more peace if you paid more attention to my ways rather than thinking that you know better. So it starts with a moment of clarity. When I'm honest to God and I'm honest with myself and I'm honest with other people, which leads to the second key 
that leads to peace. I, after I experience a moment of clarity, is I must express an attitude of humility. James 4, 6 says this clearly. God is opposed to the pride. That means every time I am prideful, I'm on the opposite side to God. I don't want to be on that other side because I'm going to lose. God opposes the proud, but look at the next part. But He gives grace to the humble. When God touches, when, let me say that another way around. What touches God's heart is humility, saying, God, as humbly as I know how, I need to tell you, I need your help. That's humility. God is not, on the other hand, moved by our whining or complaining and grizzling or arguing. Instead, God works and responds when we display humility and faith. The path to His peace begins when I humbly admit that God is God and I am not. Isaiah 26 says this, Lord, grant us peace for all we have and all we are has come from you. Question, have you ever acknowledged that? That's humility. The Bible also gives us a very practical way to express humility. In this next verse, Don't worry about anything. Now, right there, I could just stop. That is the hardest command in the Bible. I have no problem with do not murder. Occasionally, maybe, but. <laughs> but that is the hardest command. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You can either pray or you panic. You can either walk in fear or you can walk in faith. Your choice, my choice. Now tell God what you need and thank Him. Now notice these next few words. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far greater than the human mind can understand. God's peace will guard your heart inside and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Some of you need to take that verse, cut it out of your outline and stick it on your fridge and meditate on it, chew on it all over the Christmas season. So let's review. What do we do to get off the stress train and onto the peace train? And if you've heard about the peace train, you're far too old. You need, firstly, a moment of clarity. Second, an attitude of humility. Which leads to the third key, a decision of dependency. I expect Jesus to help me. This is the faith factor. And Jesus summed it up, the gift of peace, the Christmas gift of peace in one verse and three steps that you can follow every day. In Matthew 11, 28, it says this, Come to me, all of you who are tired and worn out. Some of you today are tired and you're worn out from carrying heavy loads. Anybody can feel that way. Come to me and I will give you rest. Then he says, yoke up with me 
and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble, and you will find peace and rest for your soul. Now I want to say this. Notice that peace and rest for your soul is far more than physical rest. Because you can lie down and you can sleep and sleep and sleep and you can still wake up tired on the inside. Your problem is not overloaded muscles, although some of you could do with some work on those muscles. That's all good. But your problem is the mind is tired, the emotions are tired, the spirit is tired. You need rest from the anxiety and apprehension and tension and guilt and fear. And when you're empty inside, here's what the advertisers in our culture says. Take a break. Fly off to Tahiti for this many dollars. Cheap as chips. And you can go and you can escape to Tahiti. There's only one problem with going to Tahiti. You know what that is? You take you with you. (laughs) And you still sit there. And you can still be stewing and spitting on the beach. And when you come back, nothing's changed. Let me say this very plainly. Going to a movie will not give your soul rest. Oh, it may anaesthetize you for two hours and 22 minutes, but then you're back into the real world and you haven't moved one iota forward. You've gained two hours and 20 minutes, which you paid for, but your soul is not rested. When you're empty, the culture says, you just need to have more. I'll just go buy more things to fill this void, to try and make me feel better. It says you need to do more, go more vacations, But Jesus says, no, no, no. This is my prescription. Listen carefully. Come to me. Come to me. The answer is a person, not a product. Just as you are right now. Connect with me. Yoke up with me. A yoke used to be a wooden beam that would go between two animals. And the purpose of that yoke was if you were just pulling it by yourself, it was hard. But if somebody else was yoked to you, that person was helping you haul the load. Jesus is saying there in that very verse, I don't intend for you to pull this load by yourself. But you're trying and that's why you're tired all the time. And then thirdly, he says, learn from me. Do you think it's possible that God may know some things about life that you don't? Is it possible? Well, perhaps we should learn from him. And let Jesus change me. Isaiah 26 3 says this Lord, you Lord, give true peace, not the fake and phony peace, to those who depend upon you because they trust you. So the bottom line is this Today, are you tired and sick and tired of being stressed out? No peace? What do you think? Oh, no. I'm doing all right. I'll have another year of misery. Sounds good to me. (laughs) I'd rather be prideful and pretend like I've got it all together rather than to admit I don't have it all together. The Prince of Peace came at Christmas and offered my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer of peace. And it starts with this. It starts with a moment of clarity that you are not God. And then humility. God, I need your help. And then thirdly, 
dependence. I come to you. I want to connect to you. I call on you. I want you to change me. Are you ready for that? Would you bow your heads and pray with me? And as I pray this prayer, in your mind this Christmas, would you just say, dear God, you know the anxiety in my life. And Jesus, you said you came to this earth to bring peace to our hearts. You are known as the Prince of Peace. You came to give the gift of peace that only you can give and I need it. I want it. So today I want to take these first steps. First, I pray that you will flood my heart with light so I can see things as they really are. Help me, God, to see you as you really are, not as I've imagined. Help me to see myself as I really am and not pretend to be. Help me to see other people as they really are and to see my problems as they actually are, not as I have imagined them to be. I want to make sure that that light that I think I have is not really darkness. So I need a moment of clarity, Lord, now. Today, Lord, I'm expressing an attitude of humility. God, I'm willing to say that all I have and all I am has come from You. You promise to be close to those whose hearts are breaking. And you promise to rescue those who are humbly sorry for their sins. God, would you do that for me? Would you be close to me? Would you rescue me? Would you teach me how to stop worrying and to start praying so that I can experience your peace that passes all understanding? Jesus, you said to come to me. If I'm tired, to come to you and to yoke up with you and to learn from you. So today I do this and I say, Jesus Christ, as much as I know how I come to you, I want to connect with you. I want a relationship with you, a friendship with you. I want to learn to love you and to know you and to get you to know you better every day of my life. Today I humbly say, I want to give you permission to make changes in me that I've always wanted and that you've always wanted to make. Lord, you promise to give true peace to those who depend on you and trust you. So today I'm saying I want to trust you with my life for the rest of my life. I want you to be the general manager, the managing director of my life and I want you to be in charge and I want to be connected I want to be yoked up thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and helping to understand that more help me to follow you in humility and gentleness especially at this time of Christmas we humbly pray this in the precious name of our powerful Saviour Jesus Christ and everybody said Amen. Folks, today, if some of you 
have wanted to give your hearts to Christ for the first time and trust Him. Would you let me know about that? Beside you, there'll be a communication card and offering envelope. If you want to use that, just on the back of that, check and commit my life to Christ or I'm recommitting my life to Christ or just pop the ones next to you and your other one, no matter what, back in the offering bucket with your pens. God bless you and have an awesome Christmas.